Trading Nut, episode 161. I just made, you know, 200,000, but I can make a lot more, you know? So I just put it back in a new account and then I start, I started over again and, and I ended up getting the account up to like, yeah, like almost like 1.5 million or something like that um, off of that 60,000. The market's going to do something. Your job is not to fight it. The market never, ever runs away. It's always there. That personal diary of trading will make you a much better trader than I could be right about the direction, but wrong about the trade. Don't focus on the monetary side. Trying to make too much money on a trade is what I have seen killed every trader. Your losses offer you some of the greatest insight you can find into your mistakes. Relax, learn the process. Candlestick pattern training is a freaking trap. Don't be in a rush to become a millionaire. Let the market tell you what the market wants to tell you. This podcast is not financial, trading, or investing advice of any kind. What's up traders, welcome to another installment of the Trading Up Podcast. I'm your host Cam Hawkins and today we've got James Storms on the show. Now James is a young trader from New York, moving to Miami I believe, and this episode is so good. He talks you through his 60k to $1 million account growth, the highs and lows, the ups and downs, the trade that he was in, the sort of emotional turmoil that you need to go through to get there, his full trading journey. It is one of these episodes that you're going to want to listen to a few times. Uh, After the show, though, we recorded a video, and James actually walks you through these trades in particular, shows you where he got in, where he got out, how he uh, managed the trade, what he had to suffer through as well. We go through the whole gambit. Uh, That's over there on the Trading Night YouTube channel. Be sure to check that out after listening to the interview. Now, other things over there, uh, last week, episode with Andy Murphy, my mentor, my coach and mentor for many years. Finally, he's come to the floor and uh, put something together for traders. It's called the Genius Traders Trader Club. And there's a free webinar over there, links under the video or links in the podcast podcast description slash tradingnut.com to the webinar called Discover the Number One Brain Mistake Stopping You from Becoming a Millionaire Trader Like James. Now, a couple of other things. Robot Builders Club, if you're looking to automate your strategy or any strategy you come across, semi-automate it, fully automate it, then I teach you how to do that uh, in my Robot Builders Club without any coding. So there's no coding at all. All right, guys, there's also a few robots over there that you can grab as well when you join. Uh, one is the uh, the one I released this February is a no-nonsense Forex-based kind of robot. So if you want to jump on there, join this February, you're going to get access to that. And last but not least, my sponsors are keeping the show free, guys. So if you do want to pay them a visit, it's Trader, uh, City Traders Imperium for funding and uh, Hanko Trade as a broker. If you guys uh, want to keep the show going, go and pay them a visit. All right, folks, here we go. Let's do it with James. Hey, folks, my sponsors, City Traders Imperium, have just launched some amazing changes to their funded trader program. you got to check out. You can now skip the whole evaluation, trade gold as well as Forex, plus they've increased the drawdown you're allowed in both the evaluation and when funded. With CTI, it's even faster and easier to reach up to $4 million in funding with a 50 to 70% profit share. Click the link in the description to find out what else has changed. All right, folks, here we are on Trading Up. We've got James Storms in the house. Welcome to the show, James. Pleasure, pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Well, look, I know it's, it's taken us probably a month and a half here to, to get you on. Yeah, if not, actually, it's maybe that, even... the time zone is crazy for you. you know? <laughs> I remember saying, I remember saying to you when I was in, um, I was on a weekend away, and you came back saying, "Oh, shall we do it?" I'm like, oh, "I'm on a weekend away." That was back in November, so right. we're now in January 2022. 
um we're here we're here you know yeah. no better way to start the year so yeah and, I, and today we're going to get to hear your story and in fact we're, we're going to go into a bit of detail around your story from 60k to 1 million which uh, i think is going to be fascinating for the guys uh, i heard some of your other stories in old, older podcasts where you had a two hundred thousand dollar day and that sort of thing so really looking forward to getting into this and understanding how you how you managed to get there and and, um, and i think you've got some possibly some transparency things you can show us along the way which was which is fantastic which you've already shown me so james right. to start off with how did you get into this trading industry as a whole um i guess well i mean it started it start before i actually got introduced to trading i i, I just you know a little background about me uh, my parents you know have small businesses um they've always been you know pretty entrepreneurial and i you know i saw them, i've been honestly very entrepreneurial since i've been young I used to, uh, my dad has a small, you know, metal shop that he works with stuff. I used to like, when he made deliveries of his parts, I would, you know, had these little wheel caps and he would put over the, uh, the tire pressure. I would, you know, had these uh, custom ones. I would sell them to people, whatever. And then in high school and middle school, I started uh, selling sneakers, um, you know, like collectible Nikes, Jordans, clothes and, and stuff like that. And I started a little uh, sneaker restoration company where, you know, I was buying like, you know, shoes were very, very popular in, in high school for me. And a lot of my friends started collecting and then they started buying cars. They got their first car and they started, you know, buying car parts. And I was the person buying their whole collection. I'd be like, all right, cool. I'll buy all your sneakers. Give me a little discount. I would clean them up. I'd scrub the shoes. I'd whiten the midsoles with tooth whitener. I'd iron out the creases and, you know, just make the shoe like there's a valuable shoes. So the be- best condition, you know, you- I was making a good amount of money. So I saw that that was possible. Um, you know, I, I never really, when I was really younger, I wanted to be a doctor, but then I realized how much school it actually was. And I'm like, you know what? This is not for me. Like, I'm not really going to go to school and, and, and do all this. It's just it's just not what I see myself doing. So with that being said, um, around 2016, I went to uh, Dunkin' Donuts, actually, and I met this kid behind the counter named Alvin. Uh, we're pretty good friends today, um, literally right down the road from where I'm at right now. Um, and we had a small conversation. He pulled out his phone. He's like, you got to follow Q banks and Instagram Q banks. I'm like, Q banks, who the hell is Q banks. Right. And, and a little prior knowledge. I had known about Bitcoin and stuff like that a little bit prior to this meeting. Um, I, I watched a video on YouTube about trading Bitcoin with like RSI, something extremely primitive strategy uh, that I was trying out. I didn't know anything about Forex though. Um, but I, I basically followed Q on Instagram um, off a of, off of whim, you know, just like, all right, cool. Like, because you know, I, I was just telling you how I like cars. He had a nice car. I was like, all right, cool. Let me let me see what this guy's doing. And basically he was posting these profits, you know, $3,000 a day, $4,000 a day, $5,000 a day. And I'm just like, all right, cool. What is, what is he doing? How can I get involved? So he had a, his, in, in his bio, he had his website. You know, I went to his website, saw his mission statement and all these things. And I'm like, all right, cool. Like, he has an online course and he has an in-person course. I'm like, I, I, I'm a visual learner. I was like, all right. Let me, and, you know, I don't know if this guy is really about what he's doing. So let me just go buy this course, fly down to Florida, take the course with him and see what's going on. So that's what I did. Um, that's what I did in August. So I followed him in late uh, the winter of 2016. And then by August 1st of 2017 is when I took the five-day course with Quillen and yeah, I, I honestly had a lot of success from the beginning. Um, I was still working a job at the time. I had worked in restaurants from when the time I was like 16, 15 until I was like 21. Um, I was working in a pretty nice place. And I was the first day I ever traded. I actually blew my account while I was working. I was serving tables and, you know, running in the back, checking my phone. I shorted like UJ with like a crazy lot size and like $250 blew up my account. But I had my first day off like two days later. 
And I was able to turn a $450 account into like $6,200 in one day, in one session, in like eight hours. So once that I did that, I was like, wow, this is like, I understood the potential. Like from, that was the third day I'd ever traded a live account, ever traded on MetaTrader period. And I understood the potential that was there. So I actually, I actually got that account up to like $20,000. And then I had like a, a big loss. I lost like $10,000 in a day. And like, that was like pretty devastating for me. So that was my introduction to how do, it. How do you, how do you, how does that look like a 450 to 6,200 one day of trading an eight hour session? I mean, how do you, how right. do you do that? What does that look like? That was just, just honestly, one thing that I always say this one thing that Quillen had said in the course was the most confident person in the room is going to make the most money. And, and that thing stuck with me even to this day. So I understand that like, you know, if I, I being confident and, and yeah, I was definitely being reckless with my risk, mat. like there was no risk management or anything as far as that, you know, but it was really just put the $400 in and I was scalping the market. I was trading like EU and UJ because the spreads were, you know, really tight. And, and basically I, I took like 63 trades in a row that I won all of them in a row. Uh, like all, you know, all like 10 pips, like buy 10 pips. I was using a combination of price action and and certain confluences with a little bit of indicators, like, like RSI and stochastics and moving averages and stuff like that. Um, But I was, yeah, I was just scalping the market, 10 pips down, 10 pips up, you know, catching hundred dollars, $200. And then I would up up my lot size as as I was going, you know, it was one lot, two lot, three lot, five, you know, the last few trades were like five lots for 10 pips is still $500 and market gives you 10 pip moves all the time. So I, you know, it was definitely a bit of luck and just, you know, just be, you know, just blindly following what I learned. Like I didn't, at that moment, I didn't really have a bad taste in my mouth from any big losses or anything like that. So I was kind of just like, Whoa, this is great. Like win, 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 you know? Yeah, yeah. And then I, and then I ended up getting that account up to like the equity was at like 20,000. I was in a trade with Quillen. We, I called him and we were talking and we were on a trade on NZD USD that we had shorted it. And in once and some news came out and we both took a crazy loss, like in like one minute flat. And, and, uh, that was a really, that was my first like smack in the face, you know, really. So, and I was like literally bedridden for like a whole day. I was just like really, really upset. So, and so is the key, like for that, the initial sort of, you know, day, day three of live trading was part of that, you know, Hey, I don't have a stop loss or the stop loss was, Never gonna get hit. Um, no, so I wasn't even. No, I wasn't even trading with stops at that at that okay, time. Right. Right? You know, at, at that point, you know, it was a five hundred dollar account. I didn't really, you know, I I, I didn't want to lose it, but I didn't care to lose it that much. Yeah. And I think that's a big big part of uh, of trading is just not you know trading with money that you're not afraid to lose or you, or you can afford to lose. You know, like I didn't care, so I, I was do I was going balls to the wall. You know, it didn't matter to me. So. Yeah. And even to this day, like when I do crazy flips on crazy accounts, like you ha- you can't care about the money. Like the yeah. moment you start really letting it affect you is, is when those emotions make you make bad decisions. And that's like a sort of, you know, straight direct call to, it's about a mindset thing, right? As opposed to, right. you know, it's 90% right. mindset versus 10%. Yeah, no, it, re- what, it really is. Doing. I mean, technical, like everyone's looking at the same charts. Like we're all looking at the same charts. So the technicals are pretty straightforward. Like, you know, they, they've, there's manipulations and things that happen along the way, but really the biggest manipulation is what's going on up here. You know, like you, your own mind and, and the thoughts that the things that you tell yourself when you're in a trade, you know, like h- how you approach it, like you're in drawdown. Are you, are you confident in the drawdown? Or you feel, you feel good or are you have a lot of anxiety and, and you're worried and, and you're like having these negative thoughts of like, Oh, I got to close. I got to get out of this. Trade. I got to close, you know? 
Now, how did you um, sort of progress from your, your education there or the, the five-day course onto, I mean, did you have to do a lot of extra stuff or did you just sort of take um, that? Definitely. And- I mean, the, the five-day course was a great, was great. It, you know, it gave me a good, a good amount of foundation as far as the technicals, you know, learning structure and, and all these type of price action moves and things like that. And then also actually being with Quillen, those were my biggest takeaways were, were the, um, Cause you know, the basics are the basics for the most part, you know, like everyone teaches them a little bit differently, but the way the psychology is a whole different ball game. So having that one, like that actual face to face time with Q and, and just, you know, the things he said and how he carries himself. And he had a couple of trades while he was in, in class with us and just seeing, you know, being exposed to that definitely uh, was a great, was a great thing for me. Um, I took other courses, you know, like I've taken Astros course, I've taken, I've taken probably like five or six other courses um, in total. Um, I, I think, you know, you like knowledge is, is, is a direct correlation with, with income. You know, the more knowledge you have, the more income you're going to make. So there's nothing wrong with learning, you know, especially at the end of the day, tr- like trading is a lot on you. Like, you know, everyone trades differently. So what works for me might not work for you. What works for him might not work for her. So lear- learning, you, ha- you really have to know yourself um, as, as difficult. It takes time to even learn yourself and, and, you know, filtering through all that information, like, all right, cool, this person does this, and I like this, and this person does that, and I like that, and I'm going to take the two, and then I'm going to, you know, yellow and, and and blue makes green, you know, like, and then that's, I'm green, you know, basically, so. Yeah, and even that's, like, it's hard to do for some people, it's like, oh, I don't know which one to take, how do I know that, and this comes back right. to a confidence thing, right, it's like, well, I'm confident right. that I've, you know, I've seen that work, I've, I haven't seen that work as well, I've, and I'm confident in what my decision is. I think that's a sort of big thing is like being happy with your choice in this matter and not what somebody's telling you to do. Right. Um, what about like, so you, you're, um, at what point did you sort of say, oh, I don't need to do any more education. I'm, I'm like, I'm happy where Never, I'm Never, even to this day, I'm still like, I still learn. Like I've, I, I was watching a course the other day, you know, like even, you know, I didn't, I didn't learn so, so much from it, but you know, even the opportunity to just be like, Hey, maybe I could learn something from you. I, you know, always, I'm always a student, no matter, I don't care how much money I have, how much I made, where I'm at. Like, there's always somebody with some other knowledge that you don't have. You know, there's always something to be learned, no matter what. There, there's no excuse for that, you know? And, and so, do you want to t- take us from that sort of, you know, you got to 20K and then how did things progress from there? Um, I don't remember all the logistics too much, but I ended up like, I, I it was the balance. I got the balance up to 10,000. And then with that trade, I was floating like another like 9,000 profit. And then it, it reversed and I ended up losing a few thousand. So I went from like 19 K equity to like, I want to say like seven or 8,000. And then I, I remember withdrawing some money. Um, not much though. I, I, you know, I ended up losing most of the account to be honest with you. That was like, you know, a really, um, it was a learning experience, you know, I, honestly, I've had all these, I've had very impressive things and very, you know, stupid things that I've done in, in my trading career. And I, but every time I do something stupid, I, I make sure I learn from it, you know, because if you're not learning, if you're not changing, you know, your, your decision making and your thought processes, you know, based on what you're doing and what the market is telling you, then, then you're just going to continue to keep making the same mistakes and you're never going to grow, you know, like. I've had I've had scenarios where I've had trades that are, you know, the first time I ever seen six figures in my life was a trade that I was float. I had a well, I mean, we'll talk about it, but I had like a $50,000 balance and I was floating like $80,000 like, you know, it said 130k equity on, on the screen first time I ever seen that much and, and I ended up, you know, letting the trade hit my break even and I, I didn't make any money on that trade. So, um, but I made sure the very next time I had six figures that I 
I would. Can I curse in here? I'm here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I yeah. fucking hit withdraw. You know, like <laughs> I made sure I would do 100. That was like my defining moment. My my happiest moment in trading was making that first hundred thousand and then withdrawing it. And literally, I t had it in cash. Like I touched it in cash, mm -hmm. and I was like the, the best thing I, I did. It's funny how you almost have to like let that slip away first before you can then right, do it the right. next time, right? It's right. It's a, you know a good analogy I give is like it's a video game. You know, like you you're you're on level three, and you fight the boss, and then he kills you, and then all right, cool. Let's we're still on level three, but we just have to start over again. Now we know how to beat the boss and get to level four. You know, it's uh, it's yeah. just it's, like that. Yeah, that's I like that. I like that. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Okay, so so you obviously worked your way back into it from you know that break even trade to, to getting right. back up to six figures yeah i ended up i actually lost all my money after after that trade i i started i lost everything i had like all, all that money in that trading account was pretty much everything that was in um in february of 2020 uh i uh yeah i had like 50k to my name in the account go get in that trade us 30 shorted it up eighty thousand. hits my break even then a week later like you know covid was just it was march of 2020 so covid came in and the volatility was crazy and in one night i lost everything i had on gold like i i just lost everything in one night and uh i almost i, I considered like quitting trading i was i was so devastated i was like dude you've been trading for three years like what the fuck is wrong with you like why what you've done so many amazing things and then you, oh, you 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 keep fucking it up you know and then i really like took a nice break from trading and uh by like june july I started trading again and I slowly built myself back from 3k bro I had $3,000 left and I got it up to like 25 30,000 um I ended up buying a car I bought this Porsche and um like spent all my money on the car the car got totaled I ended up I, I got paid from the insurance company I made some money in the car like 10,000 and then I put 30k in a trading account on November 11th of 2020 and then in one week I turned it to like 250,000 almost and that's when I withdrew that hundred thousand, you know, and, and made sure I, I paid myself and secured it, and then and then just kept going, you know. But um, and how yeah. hard was it to like go back from you know, pretty much screwing yourself over and losing everything, to then starting off with thirty k and then going on three k, not even three k. Oh, oh, sorry, three. You put three k, three k in the account. I had that's all I had left. It was like four thousand, like four thousand dollars. Yeah. Okay. Oh, sorry. So three k, and you grew that. And that up was to, like money, with like yeah. like I had for groceries. Like that was yeah. my living money. You know, like. That was everything I had at that time. So, so was there sort of any fear at that point where it wasn't that five hundred dollar? You know, I can lose this kind of money, right. and I don't care. Um, versus, you know, you know, I, I, it's tough, but but at a, at a point, yes, like I was, like I was, like I'm, I'm not can't be trading. What am I doing? I just lost everything I had. Like you know, like I even, dude, I almost went to school. Like I was, you know, I had a long conversation with my mom about it. I was fully transparent with her. And I was like, you know what, mom, maybe I'm just going to go to school. You know, like I really considered that for a little, I even called a couple of schools, like trying to get an accelerated program, do all these things. And then I did one day I just came back to my senses. I'm like, bro, what the, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you know how to trade. You've done amazing things in trading. You just, you just need to pay yourself, bro. Like when you have big wins, just pay yourself, you know, especially when you're an aggressive trader. It's different when you're risking 1%, 2%, you know, things like that. But when you're flipping, when you're, when you're dancing on the tightrope, like, and you you do the dance, like, make sure you you secure that, and then and then move on to the next yeah. one, you know. And, um, and was there any sort of like, I mean, so this day and age, you know, a lot of people go down the the funded trader route, like, right. you know, they're going to get funding with yeah, the that, that didn't really these guys, exist. CTI, and uh, right. yeah, so it didn't really exist back then, did it? So I suppose yeah, it wasn't I even mean, a consideration, or 
Yeah, I never. Yeah, I didn't really consider. Even even now, I think it's a good idea, but like it's still difficult. Like you know, remember you have to pass two stages, and, and I think it's a good opportunity if you're a disciplined trader, you have risk management, you know what you're doing, and and you can make money. Go ahead because you can definitely make a lot of money with the prop firm. But if um you know you're you have to you have to make ten percent, you have to win a few trades by the time you get the funding. So like if you had just put up your own money, you could have also made money as well. Like you know before you even got funded, you know, like it, it's, they, they put up, they put up barricades for you to, to hop over. So if you can, if you know how to hop over the barricades and do it, but I don't, I personally, um, I never used any prop firms. Um, but I don't think they're a bad, you know, I'm not, I'm not, you know, discrediting them or anything, but personally, like I never really went that route. Yeah. And I suppose, is it, is it, would you, would you say you've got a, a different approach to trading versus the sort of more yeah i'd like, say my trading my trading is very unorthodox I, I would say like as far as you know the way i like you know trade accounts and and you know my position sizing and things like that um but i don't think it's a bad i don't think it's a bad idea um it just doesn't work for me because like i told you before you know like i i, I manipulate my balance frequently during my trades i might add more money i might you know need an extra margin or this or that or, or so I can't really do that on a prop firm, you know. It's not really so liquid like that. Yeah, I mean, I did. I did listen to one of your older interviews where you talked, uh, where I think Q said, "Hey, you know, one of the things you did wrong was you put the biggest order in at the start right. and not at the right. end." I mean, right. is that is that sort of part of the the risk management style that you? Yeah, present? I mean, the way I kind of scale into trades, um, it, it's hard to explain it. I don't really teach it very well, like because it's it's something that like you can't really teach. Um, you can, but it, it's difficult. But basically, uh, the best way to put it is like I'll scale in on my drawdown usually. So if I'm if I really confident about a trade or a setup, right, and I'm in some type of drawdown, I'm gonna be entering. Well, there's a few reasons why I enter multiple. People ask me all the time, why do you have so many orders? Why do you have so many orders on your trades or whatever? And, and for a couple of reasons. One, the first reason is slippage, right? If you try to enter a 50 lot, 100 lot, 200 lot, whatever it is, or, or even on US 30, five lots, 10 lots, 50 lots, you're going to get crazy slippage. Like the, the, there's only so much volume available at a certain price for you to, uh, to trade. So by spreading out the positions over time, uh, I'm actually saving myself money because I'm not paying such a crazy spread, uh, you know, on each each order. And additionally, like I said, when I go into drawdown, as long as the trade doesn't hit my stop, it's still valid. It's still valid to me. So if I have, if I still believe in the trade and I'm in drawdown, say I entered my first position here and I'm, I'm entering, you know, like most people scale in on, on after the trade goes in profit, but I kind of do the opposite where like I'll scale in on the drawdown basically. So, you know, I end up, the risk reward ends up being a lot better that way. Yeah, and I mean, I had Steve Ruffley here on the show, who's been in the industry for years, and he he does exactly the same thing. And I've had a few right. other traders that do exactly the same thing. And I think there's a whole bunch of guys that sort of see this as a um, is not the way to trade. But you trade the way I see it is if you're making money, you're making money, right? Right, right. If you if you're getting paid, like it does, it does. If money is if you're at, and remember, you you're not making money until it's withdrawn. Like that's a big big thing. Is like you need to like, I stress it so much because like I, I went through the the worst of the worst with, with, with making money and not actually withdrawing money, you know? So, yeah. and look, and so I suppose what I'm trying to get here is I suppose a prop firm probably won't want to employ you um, if you right. trade that way versus right, nah. <laughs> you're going to make money, but the prop firm right. don't want to hire you because you're not right. either your stop loss is not where they want it to be or your risk is right. too high. Or it's, and, yeah. It's yeah. just, yeah, it's just not a, it's not a typical, you know, like, standard risk management type of thing you know yeah so so um 
so you said even broke even brokers don't, brokers <laughs> don't even like me yeah well they <laughs> yeah. yeah they probably don't do they, they um, don't i've gotten banned i've gotten banned from one already you know? oh if yeah oh. yeah yeah well, and, and i didn't do anything wrong i just made money and i don't know i guess uh, came out of their pockets or i don't know what happened but they, they put you on the b book and thought hey here we go and they're like what the hell this guy wasn't supposed yeah, to make money yeah. <laughs> we, we, he's costing us um, <laughs> thought was, yeah like they thought i was gonna blow my account yeah now what, you, you talked about it before the show you talked about you know you, you you've got to now seven figure a seven figure account you've, you've shown yeah. me um some my fix book screens on that you've how did that how did that story go and you said you started off with 60k so i'm guessing you've you know yeah. obviously withdrawn some of these yeah te- technically i actually i actually started with thirty thousand. um you, you want me to share my screen and, and oh, actually, yeah, why don't you share the screen yeah. so if you guys if you're listening to the podcast you're not going to see this but if you're watching the video you can obviously oh okay okay yeah see yeah the, just, i'm see just gonna just go over um this is just you know my fx book like most people i'm sure are pretty familiar with it you know you can um you can go it's just my fx book slash uh, members slash james storms you can just look up the account if you want to see it for yourself um, but basically I started the account with, uh, 30,000 at first on Jan- uh, June 16th. I think you can see it, the orders are all ar- archived. So it kind of messes up like the way it gets calculated, but basically I started with 30 K, um, um, you know, just as like, uh, I mean, I've, I feel like I do very well with like smaller accounts and just, you know, like higher leverage as opposed to trading a big account with like more risk management, you know? Um, so Started the account with thirty thousand on June sixteenth. Uh, I took a trade on Jer uh, thirty. Um, you know, I ended up the first trade I made like fifty percent, and then from there I added another thirty k, and then bounced to like seventy six thousand or something, something, something thousand like that. Um, <clears throat> I don't remember all the trades, but I I, I didn't lose for like three months almost between J- June, July, August, September, and then I took my first loss in October. So I won like maybe I don't know ten to twelve trades in a row. Um, and, and risking like a good amount. Like I was risking between, you know, 20 to 30% on each trade. Um, and just, you know, smash, just smash. I, I ended up losing. I don't consider it a loss because I, I lost the trade. I hit my my stop. I have stopped on all, all these trades. I hit the stop loss and then I got right back in on the same trade, basically. Like I, I knew the trade was still valid. I kind of just, you know, improperly placed the stops. Uh, then that trade was actually the day I had the $200,000 day uh, when I went on the podcast with Q and Chart Addicts. Um, that morning, I had lost in the morning, like 4 a.m. I was trading NASDAQ. I lost. The, the, the account balance was like 100-something thousand, and, and I lost like like 50K or 60K, something like that. And then the next trade, I, I made like over 200000 on on that trade, like the same in the same night. Um so it was pretty cool because I was literally staying. I was in Roy's house. Like I was with him. Like I, he came in the room. He's like, bro, you're still awake. I'm like, yeah, I've been up. I've been up the entire night. I turned my laptop around and saw it's up like 170,000. He's like, holy shit. <laughs> it was, uh, it was pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was pretty wild, you know, like, cause I was planning to do the podcast anyway. So having that win, like that was my biggest win at the time, you know, uh, having that happen was, was really sweet, you know, um, just to, you know, just to, to be able to share with you. And, and to give the guys sort of a, an idea in terms of your, your risk to reward, so you're sort of you know risking thirty twenty to thirty percent of the account. What would be a typical win? I was pretty that? much like doubling my account almost on each trade, like for the most part, you know. Um, right. Like yeah, the first trade, remember, I made like fifty percent. That trade was really good. I only risked like ten percent. I made fifty percent. Um, and actually, I would have doubled the the I would have doubled the account in the first trade, but um, my my trades got and my TP got hit during during um 
I think it was FOMC and like, I got crazy. This is why I hate, I hate trading news. Like I, I really don't like trading news because of, I always, it never goes how you expect it to. So like my TP got hit and it, it ended up quoting me like, like the profit should have been 30 K ended up only giving me 15. So, um, yeah. So I, um, yeah, the risk rewards, like I usually don't trade less than like a, a three to one. Um, sometimes a two to one, if it's a really, really good opportunity. Um, but again, like it's, it's a little different because as I'm scaling in the trade, it's kind of like multiple entries. So like the risk reward kind of like, you know, I, I, I believe I, I like, I, I, um, I don't think, um, I'd rather have like a wider stop loss than like, I'd rather win the trade than, than, you know, have yeah. this hero, this hero stop loss, you know, super tight where you get this one to 10. Like, I'm just, you know, I'm here to, I'm here to win and make money. Like my biases play out like a high, high percentage of the time. So I give myself a little more room and, and usually the trades play out, you know? Yeah. Um, now, is there anything else you want to show us here on the MyFix book? Oh yeah. Yeah. So this was the first, this was the first account. Um, I completely forgot that I was, uh, sharing. um, so yeah, and I think, yeah, sorry, I think you're you're knocking your microphone somehow um, when you're moving. Oh. So oh. like you're getting really low when you're moving. Is it, the, is um, it better now? Is it no, good? It's better now, yeah. Yeah, sorry. Um, I think when you're basically, moving your hands, yeah, so, you must be knocking the cord or something. Yeah, you know I me. Mean? I'm talking my hands yeah. a lot. Um, so yeah, started with 60K and ended up with, like the profits a little, like because of MT4 and the way the archive works, like kind of calculated, but you can just go based on deposits and withdrawals. But yeah, I ended up making um, 200,000 in like uh like about a week and a half or i'm sorry like two or three weeks something like that and then i um this was the second account that i started um i don't know if they're gonna show the proper balance oh yeah you can see so i deposited june july 12th um 260k this account ended you know july uh 8th so you can see you know it's just literally just took that honestly i was gonna withdraw like but i was like you know what i had the money in my wallet i was like I just made, you know, 200,000, but I can make a lot more, you know? So I just put it back in a new account and then I start, I started over again and, and I ended up getting the account up to like, yeah, like almost like 1.5 million or something like that um, off of that 60,000. So you can, you can see like the, you know, just the pot, it says 3 million profit, but it's not correct. Um, but um, yeah, it, uh, I just was, you know, like I kept going and kept going and kept going until, until I really was like, all right, dude, chill out. Like, you know, like it's a lot of money, you know? <laughs> Bro, there was one trade where I, I I um I was with my friend Manny. He's a, he's like a he's a really big uh, like out. Al- he creates algorithms and um basically oh, I was Manny, staying with him. I've spoken to him. Uh, yeah, yeah, ages yeah, Manny, ago. Shout out, shout yeah. out to Manny. Shout he's out to from Manny. Uh, the he's, New York, right? Yeah, we, well, he lives in Miami now too. Oh, but, um, okay, I was gonna yeah, get him on the show. Out, ages he's ago a sleeping. And, and he's a happen. sleeping giant, honestly. He's he's the boy. But um basically, I um I was staying with Manny. And honestly, thank God for Manny because he like, he, you know, having an extra, you know, it's always good to have a trader like that, you know, that that's kind of like on your level or that you're friends with that you can like bounce ideas off of, you know, because at when you're in those, when you're in some big trades, like the confidence starts wavering a little bit. You know, I'm very confident by nature, but I was in that, I was in that trade. I'm not really a swing trader, but uh, I was in that trade. I held it over the week. I had like 50 lots on US 30, like some ridiculous position size and, and um uh i held the trade you know the first day i'm like i'm down you know eighty thousand when the market opened up then i'm up you know fifty thousand then i added some more orders added more balance then i'm down a hundred thousand then the ne- next new york session on monday i'm up two hundred thousand then i'm back at break even then it, i made more drawdown by london session i added more more balance and more orders you know um and then i think it was tuesday or wednesday of new york uh session i was up like four hundred and fifty thousand 
and a crazy retrace happened in like 10 minutes. It went from 450,000 profits to back to break even in like 30 minutes. And I just held, man. Like I had my stop and I, it, the market was like 15 points away from my stop, which is on US 30, it's literally nothing. Um, and it was London session. So the same day that I was up 450,000 by London session, I'm neg- I'm drawdown 250,000, uh, you know, on on a $600,000 account. You know, the, 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 in the day, the equity said a million. And then by the night, it said, it said like, to 300,000 or whatever it said, you know? So, and that's like a lot of the money. Like, I don't, I'm, I don't have millions. I'm not sitting on millions, you know, like, like that was like everything. I like, that was my net worth in that account, you know, like, and that's just a testament to like how much I really believe in myself and how much I'm willing to push this shit because I, I, there's no, I know there's no limits. Like, you know, the same way people flip a thousand dollars to 10,000, you could flip hundred thousand to a million. You could flip a million to 10 million. There's, there's no, there's no ceiling in the, in trading. So, I was like, all right, well, I have my stop loss. I'm holding my trade. This is my target. I went to sleep and I woke up the next morning, a couple hundred thousand in profit. Uh, that was Thursday of the week. And then NFP was on Friday. I ended up closing the trade because by the time it went back to like 400,000 again, I was like, dude, like, you, you really want to keep riding the roller coaster? Like, you know, <laughs> like, you really need, like, it, you know, it, it didn't, I didn't need to keep holding the trade. Um, but it ended up, dude, it ended up fucking tanking. I would have made like millions, like millions, like if I held it like another week or so. Yeah. NF- NFP came out the next day, it yeah. tanked. And then, and then it, it was, uh, you guys can look it up. It was uh, August uh, 26th. Um, you know, like I, I incorporate a lot of fundamentals in my trading and um, they had just announced that they're going to start tapering the markets at that time. So I saw a great technical setup. And then I also had that fundamental bias behind me. I'm like, I know, I know they're going to start tapering. I know this is going to drop. And, and then you can see like, if you look at August, you know, that, that whole last week of August, like the US 30 was just like, it, it, you know, it was just consolidation. And then it made a huge move down like thousands of points. So it would have been, I don't even calculate it. Cause it makes yeah, me sick. Yeah, but yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, but I really, you know, that was like the, and that was when my account, I got to a million and, and that was a really big thing for me. Um, and then I took a few more trades after that and I, you know, I still did well. And then I went on vacation and I tried trading after that. And I, I took a, a, I'll be honest with you. I lost, like I ended up, of the profit that I had in this account, like I ended up losing like like almost five hundred thousand out of uh, the one point five million that I made. So, and so you didn't you didn't withdraw anything from that one point five or? Um, what? I withdrew a few a few a few hundred thousand, and then I, I actually just recently withdrew like the rest of the money out of the account. Um, um, I ended up getting getting up like about a million out of the account. Um, but I um, what's it called I, you know, I took a break, you know, like I, I, I think I've, I've trade really well in like short, you know, times of just like high intensity, like really super focused, like, you know, doing everything the way I need to do. And then, you know, you start, you know, there, there's always a spectrum of emotions when you're trading, when you're winning, you have those great emotions, like you're, you're really high and you're every confidence and euphoria and, and you can't lose. And, and when you're really low, you, you know, you have fear and, and you're scared to trade and you have FOMO and you have all these negative emotions. So, it's kind of like always keeping yourself in check and keeping yourself, you know, like in an equilibrium right in the center is where you want to be. So, so when I have great wins and I do well, I, I you know, I, I take a step back or when I lose, I take a step back, you know, and bring myself back to equilibrium. And then, you know, that's where I'm at right now. I haven't traded since uh, like late October, actually. So I'm just right. about to get back into the yeah. markets here. Well, and, and the reality is like, if, if you're sitting, you know, if you've made a million bucks in the last year, then right. most people would go, well, maybe I will have a few few months off. I mean, what's the point, right? right? You know, right. <laughs> there's only so much making money that you can do. 
before right, you're going yeah, to actually it, it, go, well, let's, let's right, spend some of that know, time. Well, that's the whole point of trading is, yeah. to, is, to, is to spend the money. Like, we're not here to just, you know, just hoard all this money in, in a, in a, on your phone. It's like, no, like, you know, like, I think, and I think that's the best thing about trading is when you actually spend the money. Like, you really understand when it's on your phone, it's so easy to see, like, to be desensitized to the numbers. You know, in one day, I saw $800,000 swing in one day, like, like if if I had that money in cash in front of me, was watching it fluctuate. There's no way I would I would even have treated it the same way. So when you actually take the money out, you spend it on yourself, you know whatever. Take your parents to dinner, like buy something nice for your your brother. Your, it doesn't matter. Like just spend it and, and enjoy the fruits of your labor because it should is stressful. It's hard and it's stressful. So that's why I took a couple months off. I went to Europe. I was in Italy. I had a great fucking time. And and then now I'm ready to trade again. You know. And so I'm going to dive back into the into the charts. So first of all, before I ask that question, so are you, by the sounds of it, it sounds like you're doing a lot of the trading from the phone, or are you on the charts to place the trades and manage it, or um, both? Um, I can do both. I, I just like I said, the way I trade, I, I almost always have my laptop with me. Um, like I usually have like you know connected to my phone, like on a hotspot or whatever. So just so I have the actual MT4 in your computer, so you can close uh, trades quickly. You know, because trading 50 entries, you know. Take if you want to close if you want to close go ahead, go on a demo account and open fifty trades and tell me how long it takes you to close them because it's gonna take you like at least five five minutes or maybe you know or more um so a lot can happen in five minutes so I have this too um you know I have the magic keys but like I don't really trade it too much um honestly I've never really used it um because I'm never really home but I have having the laptop like is definitely beneficial um. But I do, I, I'm not going to lie. I do a lot of trading on my phone. Like I'm comfortable on my phone. You know, I don't, I don't mind. I mean, the, the candlesticks are the candlesticks, you know, like they're pretty universal. Mm-hmm. Like whether you're, but obviously having screen space on a desktop or laptop is, is beneficial, but I can, you know, it's not an excuse. Like I can get it done on either one. Yeah, and, and I think, I mean, it's, I, what I find is the younger guys t- tend to be able to use the phones better than the, the older right. people like myself. Right. Um, for just probably because you're you know born with it and, and grow right. up with yeah, it it's just it's just natural thing. natural yeah so so what about um you're talking about your stop loss and and you're getting out of a trade i mean obviously have you got a ideal price you want to want trade the trade to get to that you you know yeah you yeah so profit. i trade a lot of uh, i trade a lot of supply and demand um you know mostly on the daily time frame so pretty straightforward you know like I, obviously the way that the, the selection of the zones is, is really key like what you know actual zones you're you're using for your bias but generally you know if i, I sell in supply and I, I i you know if i sell in a supply zone i'm looking to take profit and demand if i buy in a demand i take profit and supply like you know in a nutshell basically okay and um uh, i mean if you're you know so you're talking about these big swings and balances and stuff right are you at some point going I don't think it's going to hit that, and I've made enough to be happy that I might actually yeah, take it off the table. Yeah, that's pretty much where I, where I went. You know, like anytime you're in a trade and you're floating in a profit, you have to think like not unless you you know change your stop loss or something like that. I, I, you're you're now risking your profit too. You know, now you have your additional your stop loss, and now you're in profit. Let's say a hundred thousand dollars. Now, now you have the opportunity to, to lose that hundred thousand, even though you don't have it yet, it's equity in your account. So in my head, I'm like, well, li- listen, I'm up 350,000, you know, obviously that the, the trade still looks good. It's valid. I, I still think it's going to hit my target and everything, but do I really need to like yesterday? I just had these terrible emotions like uh, of this swing. Like, do I really need to go? Do I even need to let the opportunity for that to happen again? And I just was like, you know what? I'm closing the trades. Like it's my biggest day ever. I don't need to, I don't need to 
I don't need, I don't need it. You know, I don't need it. Like I'm going to make more, like, you know, I'm going to, there's going to be plenty more trades. I've done, I've done amazing flips. So I've done so many different flips that it's just like, I, it's inevitable for me to do it again. You know? Now, um, a bit of an odd question here, but it's like, you know, the typical, um, I suppose things that traders use such as like a, a trading plan or mm. journaling trades. I mean, the mm. typical things they do. Well, do you have either of those or have you ever done either of those? Or um, a trading plan, yes. I, I think trading is very like situational and, you know, there's so many different, you know, variables for each scenario. So I don't really have like a one-step algorithmic, okay, this happens and you do. For the most part, I do like, you know, I use a lot of structure and, and you know, like uh, time frame correlation and, and things like that. In addition to supply and demand, fundamentals, quarters theory, you know, all kinds of different things I use. But um, as far as a, um, I'm sorry, what was the second part that you said? Um, it's journaling, journaling. Oh, uh, right. journaling. Yeah. Um, I, I don't really, yeah, people ask me a lot, like, do I back test? What do I do when I back test? And I mean, I'll be honest with you, it's probably not a good habit to not journal or not back, back test. I like to forward test, you know, like, I, I like anytime I take a trade, I always, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm learning as I'm in the trade, you know, like whatever's happening, I'm, I'm definitely making a mental note of it. I don't really write it down or, or have any type of place where I, you know, I know people like print out their charts and do all stuff like that. I don't personally, I don't think it's a bad thing to do. I honestly do recommend it. It's especially, you know, if, if you're having inconsistency issues, definitely having a record of, okay, let me screenshot the chart right now before I take the trade. Let's see what the setup looks like. Let me take a screenshot when it's done and see, you know, what kind of transpired and, and then, you know, how I could, uh, if I was a winner, what did I do right? If it was a loser, what did I do wrong? Like, I definitely think everybody should be doing that. Um, if you're, if you're, if you're not already satisfied with you, with your trading, you know, um, I, go ahead. Yeah. I was going to say like, in, in terms of like, just trying to get a picture of, um, you know, you sit down at, at so you like going, right, today's going to be a trading day. Uh, yeah. and obviously, you know, you're prepping now for, for that first, day back trading right. i mean what's what what does that look like for you from a like how do you set yourself up what markets are you um, looking at well and how yeah i'm always i'm always even when i'm not trading i'm still looking at the charts you know like it's it's something that's just never like I don't, it's not like i'm not looking i have no idea what's going on like i check the charts 10 times a day honestly even when i'm not trading so um you know keeping up with the fundamentals is important you know like any every sunday for the most part like with my students i have a webinar and we you know first thing we do is we go to Forex factory. Uh, let's see. Let's see the fundamental itinerary for the week. All right, cool. Monday, there's CPI data. Tuesday, there's FOMC. You know, Wednesday, there's this. Friday, there's NFP. So like all those things fa- factor in for me because like I know when there's high volume news or high vo- volatility news that the volume is going to be there. You know, the, the charts are more than, like the moves that we're anticipating are more than likely going to happen around that time. You know, so generally um, I trade. I like to trade London session. So, you know, I, I look at charts. I'm Like I said, I'm always looking at the charts, but generally around like 1 a.m., you know, Eastern time, 2 a.m. Eastern time is when I kind of like, you know, okay, I'm, I'm re- if a trade is presenting itself, I'm ready. Like I'm, you know, in the grass waiting for that gazelle that's just weak and, you know, ready yeah. to just pounce on it. So, um, yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'll usually look around 2 a.m. My setup's usually, play, you know, the volume starts picking up in London around 2 a.m., 3 a.m. Eastern time. So, I'll pro- you know, my trades happen around that time and, and, you know, a, a lot of my maintaining, because, you know, I never want to, this sucks leaving money on the table, especially when you didn't have to do anything. Like when the market, you know, breaks structure, it does whatever and, and let it, let it, let it breathe, let it do its thing. You know, like if, if you're analyzing off the higher time frames, then get, let it breathe, you know, like, so if the chart is, is telling me, Hey, like we, you know, we're still bearish, you know, we're still making lower highs and lower lows. 
And then New York session is coming up. I'm like, all right, cool. Let's see what New York session, ha- you know, has for us. You know, um, that's something I'm really, that, that's my biggest area of improvement that I, for, for this year is, is really like, I'm not really a swing trader, but I want to, you know, when the market gives me an opportunity for me to maximize my profit, let me take advantage of that, you know, because it, your risk always has, you always have to determine risk no matter what. Like the first thing you just need to do is, okay, where is a good place for me to, to have my, my invalidation point in my trade, but the profit can be unlimited, you know, like the mm-hmm. profit can be, it can go forever and ever and ever in your favor. So that's something that I definitely am, uh, is focusing on refining, just, you know, holding those trades, the, the, holding those runners, you know? And and what markets are you going through to to find the the trades? Um, I trade I I trade everything. Um, I believe that like you know every chart has a story on it. Like it's like picking up a book. You know, you just pick it up to a random page. Sometimes you pick it up on page five. Sometimes it's on page thirty five. Sometimes it's on page one hundred thirty five. So some charts are already in the middle of the story. Some charts the story is just beginning. I don't want to miss any stories that are just starting that I could be a part of. You know, so. For the most part, though, I do like trading indices, US 30, NASDAQ, JER uh, 30 or JER 40 or DAX, whatever you want to call it. Um, the indices are great because the spreads are super tight. You know, the commissions are small, like the cost of, of enter, entering the trade is small and, and there's huge you know, volume. So I like that. I like gold a lot. I like trading. You know, I don't like the slower pairs. You know, it just it just not that it's boring, like trading shouldn't be exciting or boring. You shouldn't be like, Oh, like I'm so excited to trade, you know, but, but it, it definitely, it, it's more interesting. And there's just, there's just more opportunity, I think on the, uh, on, on the more volatile pairs, but I, I look at everything. Like I have almost everything on my watch list. And so how, how often I just, I'm quite, quite interested because the Forex pairs don't tend to sort of run as much as the, you know, they're always right. retracing it. How often right. would you take a Forex trade versus a indice trade? Um, in general, like just in general, with trading, I probably take like like two two trades a week, two to four trades a week. If it's a really good week, I might see multiple trades in a night, but I try to just focus on the one. I try to just pick one. Okay, this chart to me looks like the one for tonight. You know, basically, okay. even though I might see other setups elsewhere, I'll be like, okay, this is the one. I'm taking this trade. Usually, like I said, entering around London, I might hold it. You know, within one to two sessions. Usually, I don't like holding it to the daily close with the swaps and everything, but but I will if I really believe in it. You know, like, again, it's very situational. Mm. When, I love fundamentals. Like, ever since I started focusing on fundamentals more, like, I feel like my trading, you know, went up another level. Um, so, again, when I was in that US 30 trade, the reason I held it for five, six days is because I had that that fundamental backing behind. It's like the wind is at your back at that point. So, I'm like, all right, cool. I know there's, I know there's going to be the price action is great and the technicals are great. But I also have that fundamental bias, too, which, which definitely gave me confidence. That was like... That was the longest I had ever held a trade. Um, actually, uh, was was that trade like five or six days? And so, so how often? Well, how long do you typically hold a trade for? Usually, usually, if I enter around London, I'll usually close it by New York. Okay. So, and uh, what time frame are you looking to stack your entries on? Um. So the the my biases are always determined on the weekly or or the the daily for the most part. Like you know, I, I mean. Anybody that that's making, you know, that doing analysis, start with the monthly, you know, like the, the highest time frames always have the most weight. So, so start with the monthly, figure out your bias of the monthly. What's my trend looking like? What is our current monthly candle looking like? Is it a big bearish candle? Is it a small, does it have a big wick? Like understand where you're at in that monthly candle, the last monthly candle, and then break it down, go to the weekly, you know, like, you know, go to the daily. And then for, for, yeah, mostly I'm on the daily for like, you know, 
I know what the weekly candles and monthly candles look like. I, you know, those don't change. They only change, you know, once or twice a week. So, um, so yeah, daily is, is where I mostly form my bias. Um, I like daily for, you know, just directional bias and, and looking at like, you know, what's the previous daily candle, like, you know, what type of momentum does it have? And then for the H1, H4 for structure, like, you know, when the structure is breaking like H1, H4, that's, that's usually like a, a, a key, uh, a key uh, confluence for me. And then, as far as like actual executions, because that's all like determining my bias, but like, mm-hmm. you know, executing a trade is a whole different, uh, whole different thing. So generally like M5 to M15 is when like, I've already determined my bias. Okay. I'm looking for this trade. I want to sell this pair, at, you know, and then the volume, you know, I'm always waiting for volume, you know, volume is, is what we need as traders to obviously make money. So usually when the structures say like, we already have a bear structure on H1, but now, we're on a counter trend on M5 or M15, you know, it's, it's counter trending upwards. Once that counter trend is broken, that's when I'm, that's another entry signal for me. Um, as far as, you know, the lower time frame structure breaks and, and, um, you know, uh, like, you know, key candlestick closures, like big, you know, big H1 engulfing, big H4 engulfing, things like that. Like those are the types of candles I'm waiting for. Uh, and then waiting for the, the actual lower time frames to kind of, finish their counter trend and then start flowing again in that main trend you know okay that makes sense and, and so in terms of like volume are you using anything to uh, uh like like on, on my chart itself yeah. like the volume profiles and stuff not really no i just know like i mean at this point i know when the volume is gonna come based on what news is coming out you know like i know fmc is gonna be big i know you know nfp is gonna be big i know you know which news events are gonna more than likely have a big move attached to them and so at, at any point when these news events hit, because I mean, I'm usually sort of either going to you know, get out of the trade or right. tie in the stop up. Well, that's even the thing. You don't even have to hold it into the news, you know, right. just even the, just even the, the event, the day of the event or like I usually trade the session before. Right. So say the the FOMC usually comes out on like Wednesday. Yeah. Right. So so Tuesday night, London session is when I'm because the, the volatility is still even higher. You know, like a lot you have to think like a lot of people are making decisions. They're trying to price in their trades before that news comes out, you know? So there's always going to be, not always, but there's usually higher volume on those, those even the day before the news or the day of, or even the day after, you know? Now, um, thinking about sort of going forward this year, 2022, um, hopefully, you know, we get some sort of relief from these pandemic restrictions, but um, what's the plan for you? Like from a, you know, somebody who's hit the, hit the seven figure mark, last year taking a break what's i the mean plan? the plan is eight figures you know <laughs> like honestly there's 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 no way that's inevitable but um i mean money is money is cool and everything i, I know like I, I i love having freedom to do what i want but once you get to a certain amount of money it doesn't really it gets you a nicer car a nicer house a nicer this a nicer it doesn't even really matter so i'm super blessed and grateful to even just have the freedom of my days um i'm super passionate about music actually not really a lot of people know like you know they know me for trading but actually i make music and, and that's a big passion of mine so i definitely want to pursue that and uh traveling is big you know I, first time in europe was was amazing it was such an eye-opening experience for me i saw things i'd never seen you know like just even the people the way they are like how you know how they live their lives and and everything was a, was an eye-opening experience so i definitely want to travel more um i'm gonna be you know i want to go to greece and japan and, and all these cool places uh definitely this year um, and, and yeah, and just, um, I'm going to be teaching this year. I probably, I don't know how much longer I'm going to be teaching. Cause I, I don't like things to feel like work to me, you know, like, and teaching is starting to feel like a job. Like I'm kind of like obligated to do it. So yeah. I don't really like that, even though I'm helping people and I love that. Um, 
I'll probably, you know, just, you know, finish up my teaching this year. I just started doing like in-person courses and, and stuff like that. And um, other than that, yeah, just, um, just, you know, we only at the end of the day, like time is like money is cool, but there's nothing more than time. Like, you know, we only get so much time. So just spending it doing whatever I want, you know, if I want to wake up and, 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 you know, drink a smoothie and, and sit in my ass all day, then that's what I'm going to do. You know, like, I, there's, and there's nothing better than that because I have the, the choice of to do what I want. Now, now, what about somebody who's listened to this show and gone, man, I'm super motivated. I'm going to go and make a million dollars. What advice would you give them if they like, um, jumping I mean, onto a, a $1,000 account and going, hey, man, I'm going to right. do what James has done? Right. Uh, I mean, well, first, you know, believing that it's possible is the, the first obstacle, the biggest obstacle, because most people don't even think, oh, I have $1,000. How can I make a million? Like, it's not possible. Like, it is possible. It's not, it's not easy. And it's, and you might, you know, fall on your face a couple of times before it happens. But um, I, I would recommend one, like I said before, direct correlation with knowledge and income. So if you haven't done your due diligence with your homework of trading and, you know, you don't know everything, you don't feel super, like when I first started trading, I thought I knew everything. I was like, Oh, I'm, I'm going to make so much money. And then I didn't, you know, and, and I understood like, okay, now I understand. I don't know enough. So let me learn more. You know, even even like like on Forex Factory, they have forums, you know, where you can read like people post their trades. Like, there's so much information out there. You just need to to be able to filter through it, you know. Like, but but don't don't be wasting your time playing fucking video games. Don't be wasting your time doing bullshit, watching Netflix shows, or you know, like if you're really about it, like really be about it. Like, save your money. Like, I was in when I when I lost my money like I didn't spend anything I cooked all my groceries I didn't go out at all I was in the gym I would drink fucking water from the sink to not buy a water bottle for, you know like I was save as much money as you can because I know that every dollar that I'm saving is a dollar that I can put in my trading account you know so if you're not working get a job like you know suck sometimes it sucks you might have had I know I have friends who who have made six figures trading and and they were you know financially free and then they they lost their discipline and then they had to go back working. But, you know, at the end of the day, like you got to suck it up. You know, it, you know, if you make a mistake or, you, you know, something happens, you got to go back to work, make your money, you know, and, and then when you're ready to fund an account, do that, you know, but um, yeah, just learn as much as you can um, take care of yourself too. Like, you know, your health is such a, such an important aspect of, you know, what's up, what's, what's all this money. If you're not, if you're not healthy, you know, like it, it doesn't matter, you know, you can't money can't buy health, uh, good health you know steve jobs an example like he passed away he, you know mm. hundreds of millions of dollars like you know so it doesn't matter like take care of your health because that's most important you know take care of your relationships with, with the people closest to you that's super important um because you know all these things wait you know it, it's all up here so you know, I, at the time when i lost you know like all my money I, I was going through a lot like the pandemic had just happened i had moved away you know because i was scared of of I have, I have asthma mild, but you know, this was a, re, you know, respiratory disease. I didn't know what to expect. Nobody knew what to expect at that time. I was going through um, something like, you know, a type of little breakup situation with a girl that was really heavily affecting me. There were so many things on my head that, that is the reason why I lost my money, you know, because I lost my discipline and I wasn't in the right mindset. So health, health is so important, you know, like healthy relationships, um, healthy habits, you know, every day. Um, and, and, and like I said, just arm yourself with knowledge and, 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 and save as much money as you can, you know, like even, you know, if you have free weekends, go get a job at a restaurant. You know, I was, I was serving tables, like, you know, and go, go to the nicest restaurant, find the restaurant with the, 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 high, the most expensive menu 
meet the manager, shake his hand, be like, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm super motivated. I might not have all the experience, but I'm the, I, you know, really like, you know, if you were hiring somebody, who would you want to hire? You would want to hire somebody ambitious and somebody, you know, go to 10 restaurants and go to the best restaurants and, and get a job. And, and, and you can make a thousand dollars a week, $1,500 a week, you know, and, and you can fund an account with five, 10 K if you save up your money for, you know, a couple months. And, and statistically speaking the deposits of $10,000 and higher are uh, more, more likely to be successful in trading. You know, I guess just psychologically people that trade small accounts, you know, a thousand dollars, $2,000, they, they, they risk too much and they end up blowing it, you know? So that's, um, that's, you know, the best advice I can give, I guess. Okay, cool. And, and so like, I suppose if just to, to tap into that a little bit more, guy gets his $1,000 account, blows it. Right. What do you, what would you say after that? What would you go to do next? Would it be like education or, um, um, and, or well, else? understand what you did wrong. Like how, how, like it's, it's, there's only one of two things. Like either your technicals or your, your analysis is wrong. If you, you know, if you blow a thousand dollars and you lose 10 trades in a row, something's probably wrong with your analysis. Or if you blow it in two trades, then it's risk management, you know? So if you don't have, like, you have to, you have to kind of like, the reason I can, I can go and, and, and flip these accounts is because one, like I, I'm not scared to lose the money. And two, like generally when I'm, when I'm building an account, I usually lo- like use lower risk when I'm first starting I build a little cushion. And then I kind of like start risking the profit as, as I go. So, so if you want to, yeah, if you want to flip an account from thousand to 10,000 is doable, you know, start with making a couple hundred dollars first, then you can risk $300. Then you can make a thousand in one trade. Then you can make a thousand in the next trade. Then you can, pay yourself a thousand just, just to be just for the peace of mind. And then you can keep going, you know, like it, it's also, it's simultaneously building your bank account and your trading account at the same time. And, and that's something that took me three years to learn because I would always have these amazing trades, you know, the, the $400 to 20 K the, the, I did a thousand to 12,000 in, in one trade in one day. I did two K to 20 K I had 15 K to 60 K um that was right in 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 january of, of 2020 and then i lo- ended up losing that money because i never i i put all my eggs in the basket and i dropped the basket basically you know so save a couple of eggs put them in the fridge you know you never know you know what happens cool awesome well look um we're gonna wrap up with a, a few quick fire questions here so yeah of course won't be won't be many what, what's your recommended sort of trading book or resource trading book or resource um for people just starting, like anybody that asks me, like, I, you know, I tell people, Hey, like I have a mentorship, but if you want to get started on your own, go to babypips.com. You know, babypips is a, is a good place, you know, gets you 80 to 90% of the info that you need. Um, trading in the zone for uh, Mark, psychology, trading in the zone with Mark Douglas is pretty good. I've watched the videos on YouTube. Uh, Sean Lee wrote a, uh, wrote a book called use of life, which is um, it's called use of life. The guide to balance really, really, really good book a book about spirituality nutrition and, and things like that. That's a really, really great book. Um, that, that, that is, goes deeper than trading is, you know, the kind of the, the, the framework behind the person that it takes to, to make this type of money, you know? Um, awesome. yeah, go ahead. Awesome. Um, and actually funny, I've seen that book banded about from Sean and yeah. I, I did think about getting it. I probably will get a copy now. Um, now here, I, have, I have, I have it right here. Um, He's just going back, guys. For the guys on the podcast, he's just going back. It's like, to my, get it's like my little Bible, you know. It's all, it's all, it's all fucked up. Over oh, right. years, it's quite, but, a, uh, quite a thick book, then, is it? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, oh, yeah. it's got a lot of info in it. Like it's, it's, it's definitely different. It's different type of uh, type of knowledge for sure. Um, but it, it's, it's good. 
Cool. Awesome. I yeah, I usually do audio books, so I'll see if I can get a hard copy of that one probably. Yeah. Now, do you want yeah. to walk us oh I won't we, we don't, I, actually sorry, I'll ask you this question. What's your preferred broker? We know you're on MT4. Um, okay, so I actually I actually have a, a partnership that I'm working with this broker that they're called uh, they're called Yellow Peacock, actually. They're they're very new. Um, but um I actually like I'm testing out their 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 you know their platform and everything and and I actually really like them a lot so that's the uh, the broker that I'm in 2022 that's the broker that I'm going to be using uh, the website is called Yellow Dash Peacock. Interesting. Yeah, I've never yeah, heard of it. Actually, actually, yeah, funny, they're actually well, yeah, they're actually well. Yeah, yeah, it's uh it's interesting. No, they're cool. They're cool people. That's actually I actually met up with uh, with the guys behind them um in when I went to uh, to Europe and Italy. They're actually from Slovenia. Um, so I, you know, I met up with some guys over there and, you know, I, I wanted to actually meet, you know, like I don't, I don't just jump into anything and, you know, I, I don't really promote brokerages like that. Um, but you know, I, I wanted to, um, and I wanted to meet somebody and actually build like a, like a standing partnership. So, um, that's, uh, yeah, that's what I recommend. Hey folks, ever wonder what broker I use? Well, I use Hanko Trade. It was a no brainer because I was looking for a broker with good trading conditions and one that wouldn't restrict my leverage. Now by joining Hanko Trade, I've also cut down my trading costs significantly with their super low commission of just $1 per 100K. You can learn more at hankotrade.com or just click the link I've put in the description. Awesome. Now, um, if you could leave our listeners with one piece of advice, what would it be? One piece of advice? Um... I guess really just believe, you know, believe in yourself as much as you can, obviously, you know, as cliche as that is, but, you know, use people as real inspiration, you know, like when, when things weren't going well for me, cause that's the hardest part of it is it's not, it's not when things are going great, it's easy. But when things start going wrong, you know, you get all, you get all the, the devil on your shoulder. Like, Oh, like you sure you, you know, how, you sure you know how to do this. You sure you want to keep trading, you know, like, so when things like that happen, I, for myself, I looked at people like, Quillen, like Sean Lee, like people that I've heard the stories and seen them, you know, do incredible flips and things like that. So I was like, you know what? I don't care where I'm at right now because I know where I'm going. I know what the end goal is and I know I have the capability to get there. I don't care what happens. I don't care who tries to stop me, who tries to shit on me, my family, doesn't matter. Like my best friends, which did happen to me, like my family and best friends literally shit on me for trading when I wasn't making money. Yeah, like really, really bad. But I just knew where the end goal was and I knew what the potential was, especially with even just, you know, flipping small accounts. You know, like I said before, there's no difference between $100 to 1000 to 100000 to a million. It's just, it's all up here. It's, it's literally all up there. Awesome. Well, look, um, before we wrap up, what's the best way for the guys to get a hold of you? Uh, to get a hold of me, um, Instagram is at James Storms. Um, you can also message me on Telegram. If you actually want to get in contact with me, um, Instagram DMs go crazy. So uh, yeah, at James Storms on Telegram. Uh, but you can also follow me on Instagram too. Uh, you know, I'm always posting, you know, just things trading related and mindset, things like that. So, Well, brilliant. Look, well, it's been fantastic to finally get yeah. the interview yeah, yeah. Uh, done I, here. I appreciate I... it. Thank you so much. It, it, was, <laughs> it was a super pleasure, man. Like I, I really appreciate you reaching out. And, uh, you know, like that, that's what it's all about is, you know, that's why I do these things. And I share, you know, I'm not trying to brag or be like, oh, I'm, I'm a millionaire or this or that. It's like, no, it's, it, it doesn't matter. Like, because money doesn't make the person, you know, you can strip away all the money and it's like w- w- what's left is what's most important. And uh, just do, I just do it for motivational purposes just to show you guys like this is really possible. Like, you know, there's mm-hmm. no there's no lot. There's so much deceitful shit in this industry that like I want to make sure I'm honest with you. If I lose five hundred thousand dollars, I lost five hundred thousand dollars. Like, I'm you know, I'm being honest with you guys. So it's part of the it's just part of trading, you know. 
Awesome. Brilliant. Well, look, um, a big thank you to James for sharing with us today. Everything we've discussed here, along with all those links, will be in the show notes. To find them, simply search for James in the search box on tradingnut.com. Until next time, wish all my listeners trading happiness and couple, success. A couple of trading nuts coming to you. Thank you. <laughs> have a good one. Thanks for watching, everybody. All right, folks, there you have it. Interview done and dusted with James. I told you it was a great one, right? Now, if you want more, then head over to that YouTube channel. We've got the video that we shot after the show. We break down some of the trades he's talking about on the show. You're going to see where he put a stop loss, where he got in, all that sort of stuff. It's going to give you a great deal of education around how he trades a price chart. Now, remember, Genius Trader is up and running. So if you do want to get your trading mindset on point, head over there to the Genius Trader. Now, the best way to get there is probably via trading that there's uh, links to the webinar there discover the number one brain mistake stopping you from being a millionaire trader like james and also the robot builders club is doors are still open for that yeah there is a free robot you can get to try out when you uh, go through the free training they've got over there uh, also if you're looking to i mean basically can automate anything any uh fully or semi-automated strategy i teach you how to do that without any coding at all so guys if you're looking to do that then Head over to tradingnut.com, find the robots, a link in the top, and you'll find out more about the uh, Robot Builders Club there. Uh, Last but not least, remember, pay those sponsors a visit. And guys, we'll see you in the next episode.